0: International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable
2: I'm in one year But cues is just as bad
3: Misery.
4: I rise in the dawn and I kneel and blow, till the seat of the fire flicker and glow. And then I must scrub and bake and sweep till stars are beginning to blink and peep. But the young lie long and dream in their bed of the matching of ribbons for bosom and head their day goes over in idleness they sigh if the wind but lift up a dress while i must work because i am old and the seed of the fire gets feeble and cold
5: Stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and
6: the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts chopping, With folks like me on the job
7: Good morning everybody. Good morning labor and laborers and lovers. <clears throat> I assume we are all that. This is the B and this is the labor and love show on Mutiny Radio. Welcome. Hope you had a good week and had good work. This is the show where we tell you how it is. One person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. You don't have a seat at the table, negotiating table that is, where you work. You're on the menu. So never, but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. It's just a waste of time. Labor and Love Radio, where the labor meets the road. Hope you had a good week like we <clears throat> we always do. Started out with that set. Um, mixed bag, I guess. Stormy Monday Blues with T-Bone Walker. We used to play that a lot on this show because it kind of outlines the life of... Uh, working person as well as someone who's lost his love, but it's about that workday week repeated over and over and over and over, 52 times a year, 365 days a year. What does it do to you? Well, if it's good work, it can nourish you and help you grow. But if it's soulless work, sooner or later it'll kill you, kill you off, leave you high and dry. Your job won't love you. What do we got for you today? Well, let's see. Radio labor, labor history in two, how workers in Kentucky Turned their backs on racism and bound together to win a contract. Utah Phillips will be one of our singers. There's power in a union, like he says. We got Public Enemy. We got the Low Tide Drifters. We got Rye Cooter. We got some headlines. Uh, One of our union's Amazon lost a vote at a smaller shop, shop of about two hundred two thousand one thousand people, whereas last couple of weeks they won at a much larger eight thousand unit facility. <clears throat> International Workers Day, where did it come from? How about Mother's Day? Huh? Our second song in our in our uh, set was a poem by William Butler Yeats about the good mother. And then, of course, we had Dolly Parton with 9 to 5. <clears throat> Probably one of the most listened-to labor songs ever. All it takes is someone like Dolly Parton singing about it. I want to play some of my own mother's favorite songs, too. Anyway, let's listen to Radio Labor. This is what's going on all over the world in our labor movement. This is
8: Solidarity News
9: on Radio Labor.
8: This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, May 6, 2022. I'm Mark Polansky. In the report this week, the unionists in Belarus opposing Russia's war in Ukraine. World Press Freedom Day. Let's
7: see, we got crossed up there. Not going to hear you talk Phillips now.
2: We're going to pause him. There can be no power greater anywhere beneath the sun. Yet what force on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one, but the union makes us strong. This is Radio Labour.
8: One of Russia's few state allies in its war against Ukraine is Belarus. Belarus, with its 9 million people, has Russia to the east and Ukraine to the south. Its authoritarian government has allowed the Russians to stage invasions of Ukraine from Belarusian territory. On the front lines in Belarus opposing the Russian invasion are the country's trade unions. In a special report, the Solidarity Center in the United States highlighted the role of the unions in the country. The podcast was hosted by Shana Baderblau, the executive director of the Solidarity Center.
10: On April 19, 2022, at least 18 union leaders were arrested in Belarus, where an autocracy has run the country since the fall of the Soviet Union. This is one of the most far-reaching series of arrests of trade union leaders in the history of modern Europe. Today, the government of Belarus has aligned itself with President Putin's invasion of Ukraine, despite the protest of many in Belarus. The workers' movement in Belarus has spoken out clearly and decisively against the you war on Ukraine and against their government's support for Savage it, which is one,
8: one big reason solidarity. why they were
10: arrested. And that's it. Unions World worldwide and global used. organizations like, like the Elijah. United Thank Nations International remember, Labor Organization and Amnesty solidarity. International are universally condemning those arrests and calling for the immediate release of these union leaders who are being held in pre-trial detention awaiting sentencing they are being denied access to lawyers one of those arrested was Sergei Antasevich the vice president of the Belarusian Congress of democratic trade unions we talked with Sergey on episode 2 of the Solidarity Center podcast in March of 2021. And he spoke passionately about how Belarusian workers took to the streets to protest fraudulent elections in 2020 that meant the country's autocrat, Alexander Lukashenko, would continue in power. The massive resistance movement that. GAN in 2020 has been fueled by workers with many women leading protests and gathering in public defiance of a regime that relentlessly seeks to crush those who stand up for democracy. We open with Sergey taking us back to that moment in August 2020 when the presidential election happened and the people rejected the outcome. Take us to that moment in August of last year when the presidential election happened, and afterwards people rejected the outcome. When is the first time you really realized that this was a different time in history than ever
11: before? After use excessive violence against peaceful protesters, in many factories uh, began to express their position actively. Protest against violence and fraud and uh, started at first time in modern Belarus setting up strike committees. We have uh, ban for strike, for organizing strike. The protesters had had the demands, resignation of Lukashenko and uh, his clique, and in violence and repressions, and holding fair election. At the same time, at the call of our organization, BKDP, the workers and employees began to quit uh, the st- uh, state trade unions and try to create independent trade unions. The protesters gave rise appearing numerous civil society initiatives and NGOs. New organizations have appeared where uh, they have never excited, particularly in uh, healthcare institutions and uh, educational establishments. Doctors, teachers, students. It's uh, incredible.
8: You can hear the full 20-minute interview with Sergei Entusevich at solidaritycenter.org. As the war in Ukraine continues, Russia is demonstrating how authoritarian states deal with journalists by imprisoning, sometimes killing them. C. Marie Ainsborough has a report about World Press Freedom Day.
12: May 3rd is World Press Freedom Day, a day designed to remind people of the importance of journalists in the development of democracy. At the world level, unionized journalists are represented by the International Federation of Journalists. The IFJ represents more than 600,000 journalists in 146 countries. Its website has extensive resources about the state of journalism in the world and issues such as the killing of journalists doing their jobs. One of the resources IFJ pointed to on May 3rd
9: was a podcast by the Reuters Institute in the UK. Welcome to The Future of Journalism, a podcast from the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism. I'm Mira Selva, Deputy Director of the Institute and Director of the Journalist Fellowship Programme. each year, the world marks Press Freedom Day to show support for journalists whose ability to report freely is curtailed through harassment and intimidation, online security threats, financial pressures, legal threats, as well as physical threats and the stark dangers of reporting from conflict zones. The most recent Press Freedom Index by Reporters Without Borders found that in almost three quarters of countries, journalism is constrained, seriously impeded or blocked outright. The day is also an opportunity to remember those journalists who have lost their lives due to their work. The Committee to Protect Journalists has confirmed that this year alone, 15 journalists have been killed in the nature of their work through covering the war in Ukraine, narco-trafficking in Mexico and civil unrest in Haiti and elsewhere. We run the Journalist Fellowship Programme at the Reuters Institute to highlight some of these issues and, crucially, to bring journalists from around the world reporting incredibly difficult, incredibly fast-changing situations to talk to each other and to us about what can be done. And today I'm really pleased to have Paolo Molina Tapia from Chile. Paolo co-founded the news chatbot Lebot, which received the Journalism Award for Digital Excellence, UAH. One of her country's top journalism prizes, and she hosts a, Chile- a weekly Chilean female only political primetime TV program and has worked as a BBC News Mundo contributor since 2014 as well. Paula, Chile experienced a really deep social unrest in 2019 and today is writing a new constitution that's quite extraordinary to watch from the outside. What role do you think the freedom of press plays in this debate?
13: Well, a freedom of express and um, the debate around uh, a free press, it's uh, one of the important topics in debate in the constitutional process. And I think this has um, highlighted some of the ongoing debates in Chile about uh, how much do we need and how much do we need to to protect freedom of expression. But at the same time, to which extent we, as journalists, we who value journalism, should be um, address uh, the some of our flaws as as communicators, some of those uh, barriers that have impeded us to um, fulfill our mission. I mean, in terms of diversity, in terms of exclusion, in terms of being able to really read the needs of uh, Chilean society and to express them in a way that can really inform the public debate. So I think those two uh, aspects are in the debate today. Freedom of the press and freedom of of expression, of course, has an important role in our constitutional process. And I think it has uh, opened a debate about the need for a strong uh, freedom of press to protect freedom of press as the base uh, for other rights uh, in our society. But at the same time, it has uh, opened a conversation, and it should be, I think it should be an ongoing conversation, about which are our flaws as uh, media, um, which our, where are our problems in, in terms of diversity, in terms of women leadership, in terms of being able to read, Uh, the needs of society and to be able to express them in the public debate in order to have a more healthy uh, political democratic debate. You can hear the full
12: interview at reutersinstitute.politics.ox.ac.uk. And just a note, journalists at Radio Labour are unionized and accredited by the IFJ.
8: For May Day 2022, Labor Start, the international labor movement's news and campaigning service, produced a remarkable three-hour special on how unions around the world celebrated May 1st. Here's the editor and founder of Labor Start. Hello. Happy May Day.
14: My name is Eric Lee, and I'm the founding editor of Labor Start. Welcome to our global online May Day event. You'll have the chance to hear directly and trade union leaders and activists from around the world. These include workers on the very front lines. You'll meet women workers from Cambodia who have been released from jail in part as the result of a labor start campaign initiated by their global union, the International Union of Food Workers. You'll see workers from Lithuania who are leading the country's first strike in the private sector. They, too, are the subject of a labor start campaign. You'll hear the voices in many languages of students at the Global Labor University speaking about a new labor start campaign in support of the jailed leaders of the independent democratic trade unions in Belarus, all of whom have been arrested by the regime. You will see and hear from trade unionists in the U.S., the U.K., Palestine, Egypt, Ukraine, Italy, Norway, literally dozens of countries. Happy May Day to all of you. Solidarity forever.
8: One of the unions participating in Labor Start's May Day celebration was Central, a labor organization in the Philippines with more than 80,000 members.
14: This is Joshua Mata from Central. Central joins the international labor movement in celebrating today's International Labor Day. Today, we are marching in various cities in the country in order to celebrate the historic victories of the labor movement. After all, this is the movement that has given everyone every right that we enjoy today. Our right to eight hours of work, our minimum wages, our right to organize, collectively bargain, and to strike, and the right to vote. This is why, as we march, we are asking all workers to join us in our fight not just to advance our rights and welfare but to deepen democracy in this country. We should never allow a dictator to rule over us again.
8: You can hear from many more labor leaders from around the world talking about Mayday at laborstart.org. Now here is the American folk singer Joe Glazer with Solidarity Forever.
2: When the union's inspiration. They never toil to work, but without our brain and muscle, not a single wheel could turn. We can break their haughty power, gain our freedom when we learn that the union makes us strong, and in our hands is placed a power greater than their hoarded gold, greater than the might of armies, magnified a thousandfold. We can bring to birth a new world from the ashes of the old, for the union makes us strong. Stop.
8: And that's it. Labor news you can use. You can listen to our daily newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. I'm Mark Balanje. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.
15: Amigos getting about this motherfucker. Y'all got them fucked up. <laughs> Look at them. They sent a couple of them home. They all packed their shit up and shut this motherfucker down. Nigga, who y'all think y'all playing with? Mexico, man. This is what black people need to be on, man. I swear to god, I love this shit. They are packing they shit up and shutting this motherfucker, huh? Uh, oh, my mama. They are not bullshitting They packed up Yeah, I see, it's over Them motherfuckers now packed up and dipped They thought they was going to play with these amigos And they said, oh yeah, we rise together, homie And they leaving And they not bullshitting Take this in, man, look at this, man They shut this big motherfucker down today, man We all going home, man the SAs look, ain't no grinding, cutting, welding. This is motherfucker dead ass quiet. The Mexicans shut this motherfucker down, nigga. Said, fuck you, bitch. And willie really, and Billy, really, what just was talking about, baby. I swear to God, they got me here up. Oh, my Malcolm back shit. Oh, my mama, nigga. Fuck the bullshit, nigga. Look at this. They shut this bitch down. They pissed him off, nigga. They said, fuck you, we out we not working no more today, kiss my ass, nigga. I'll let y'all tomorrow. On my mama. That's great. Look, ain't nobody here. We're just cleaning up. We're going home. It's over, right With that face, nigga. Fuck it. Going to the crib. Go to the. my to the casa. Hasta luego, me and. Boy, bien. Yo, swear to God, these motherfuckers want mother
6: to play it.
7: All right, we had uh, There is Power in the Union uh, by the Union Singers. Utah Phillips sang that song a lot in The And then we had Hazel Dickens singing about her coal tattoo. And The last one we had Antoine Dangerfield. Antoine Dangerfield was working in a... uh, a work site under a different contractor than these guys. This was a UPS, USPS, um, Distribution Center, or UPS. And... um, a lot of the workers were Mexican <clears throat> and uh, they felt they were being badly treated by some of the managers. And so they went to administrator the administration and said, We don't, you know, we don't wanna these guys depresion, you know, they, they put us down, they call us names, they and so those guys, those representatives, or five of them, were sent home. <clears throat> and when the other Mexican workers heard that, they shut the work, work site down. And that's what Antoine is talking about here. He said he's going get, to get his Malcolm X stuff together now. <clears throat> Listen to it again. That workers.
15: Y'all got them fucked up. <laughs> Look at 'em. They sent a couple of them home. They all packed they shit up and shut this motherfucker down. Nigga, who y'all think y'all playing with? Mexico, man. This is what black people need to be on, man. I swear to god, I love this shit. They are packing they shit up and shutting this motherfucker, huh? Oh, uh, my mama. All that shit. <laughs> they are not bullshitting. They packed up. Yeah, I see. It's over. Them movers now packed up and dipped. They thought they was going to play oh, with it. these amigos. And they said, oh, yeah, we rise together, homie. And they leaving. And they not bullshitting. Take this in, man. Look at this, man. They shut this big motherfucker down today, man. We all going home, man. The S.A.s, look, ain't no grinding, cutting, welding, this motherfucker dead ass quiet. The Mexicans shut this motherfucker down, nigga, said, fuck you, bitch. And really, and really, this is what I'm talking about, baby, I swear to God, they got me and up. On oh, my Malcolm back shit, on oh, my mama, nigga. Fuck the bullshit, nigga. Look at this. They shut this bitch down, they pissed them off, nigga, they said, fuck you, we out. We not working no more today. Kiss my ass, nigga. I'll let y'all tomorrow. On my mama, that's crazy. Look, ain't nobody here. We're just cleaning up. We're going home. It's over. I'm with the essays, nigga. Fuck it. Go to the crib. Go to the go to the casa. Hasta luego, me and muy bien. You swear to
6: God, these motherfuckers want to play it.
7: dismissed a small number of workers for disobeying orders. The entire Mexican workforce at the site, which is believed to be around 100, all left and completely shut down the operation. The idea of the moment was captured by Antoine Dangerfield, who was working for a different contractor at the time. As of 2018, it had been viewed by 2.5 million hits. Antoine has since revealed that he was fired for posting the video and was offered $250 to remove it, but refused to because of how popular it was. He says, I just felt that power, man. It just felt good. They were walking out with their heads up, strong. It touched me. That's why I was like, wow, this is beautiful. It was beautiful that they came together like that, stood up for themselves, and didn't let the dude walk all over them. And you can read an interview with Antoine Dangerfield in Jacobin, August third issue of 2018. Okay, so we're we're celebrating a couple of things today. In fact, we're celebrating three things today. Celebrating International Workers' Day. A little bit about that later. We're celebrating Mother's Day. All of us have a mother, and all of us owe to our mother our lives your mother gave you life but now we're telling our mothers or our women that they have to be mothers they're in a certain situation and they get pregnant they have to be mothers they do not have any control over their own bodies how can this be? Land of the free and the home of the brave. Half the people in the country don't have control of their own body. This is because some zealots have invented the idea of the fetus, that the fetus is alive, the fetus is a sentient being. Not only that, but the fetus has priority over the mother. So as a woman, once you get pregnant, you lose your freedom. What's it gonna be, you know? Eighteen years of motherhood? Everybody's not ready for that. And it's up to them to decide, or shouldn't it be? Any rate. Twitter user Superman took down people pushing anti abortionist arguments on the site by posting a picture of two fetuses. Pretending to share their pro life values, he wrote Do these look like human beings capable of living on their own and making independent choices on their own lives? Do they? Only they aren't human fetuses. They're animals. The one on the left is an elephant, the one on the right is a dog. He wrote, after someone replied, no, but they will grow up to be. I guess that's a good way to own something, huh? <clears throat> Workers of the world unite and Fight. <clears throat>
16: of workers around the world, the first of May is their day. In the late 19th century, American labor unions were fed up. Fed up with being overworked, in dangerous conditions, and with little pay. So in 1884, the Federation of Organized Trades and Labor Unions met in Chicago and had one major demand, an eight hour workday. And on May 1st, 1886, over 300,000 American workers went on strike. Three days later, thousands of strikers met in Haymarket Square where a riot broke out between cops and workers. A bomb was thrown into the crowd, killing several people. It was called the Haymarket Massacre. And today, May 1st is known as International Workers' Day. While every country's workers have a different history behind May Day, they all commemorate those who have and continue to give their lives for workers' justice.
7: Okay, so that's International Workers' Day. What do we got here? Something's coming through. Willie Dixon. We'll get on to Willie Dixon in a little while. Um, International Workers Day. That's Here's, here's one about Haymarket. Let's see what this guy has to say. He calls it the
17: Haymarket Day. Today we're looking at the Haymarket Riot. Hello, welcome to the Daily Bell Ringer. Please don't forget to subscribe and take a look at the questions down in the description. Also, don't forget to check out dailybellringer.com where you'll find resources that go with many of the Bell Ringer videos. In the wake of the American Civil War, the economy of the United States underwent major changes and enormous growth for 30 years between 1870 to 1900 the u.s economy exploded nearly doubling in size in what historians have come to call the gilded age with this major growth came huge expansions in industry across the country factories began popping up and cities began to grow as people began to move into cities for factory jobs many of these jobs however required long 12 to 16 hour workdays working on weekends and holidays as well as working in unsafe conditions by the 1880s workers began to organize together and argue for better wages better hours and safer conditions workers began to go on strike or refuse to work until their demands were met in response many employers began to use several strategies to combat the strikes such as bringing in scab workers or using violence to break up strikes Many workers argued that the capitalistic economic system in America created an unfair advantage for business owners, and they were getting rich by taking advantage of workers. Included within the labor movement were radical groups as well that held socialist, communist, and even anarchist ideas, which remember anarchists are those who believe in anarchy, which is the idea that governments need to be eliminated to ensure individual freedoms. Many in these radical groups were foreign-born workers, such as immigrants from Germany and Eastern Europe. In the early 1880s, the major issue workers were united in fighting was creating an eight-hour workday. In October of 1884, the Federation of Organized Trades and Labor Unions agreed that they would set a deadline of May 1st, 1886 as being the point when the eight-hour workday had to be law, otherwise Thousands of workers were going to walk off the job and go on strike. When May 1st came, the demand of an eight-hour workday was not met by employers, and so it's estimated that close to 500,000 American workers went on strike from New York to Detroit to Milwaukee. One city that was at the forefront of the strikes and violence that would ensue was Chicago, Illinois. At the McCormick Harvesting and Machine Company on May 3, 1886, workers attempted to keep strike breakers from crossing the line and going into work. They were unsuccessful, but at the end of the workday when the strike breakers were leaving work, the workers on strike rushed the front gates. Policemen fired into the crowd and killed two workers who were on strike. The strikers were outraged, and anarchists among them began to organize a rally to basically seek revenge for what had happened as they saw the police as being on the side of the factories. They put out flyers stating that they were going to hold a meeting at Haymarket Square, which was located in central Chicago, to protest against police brutality. On the evening of May 4, 1886, between two to 3,000 workers gathered at about 4 p.m. and heard speeches from labor leaders. At about 10.30, a large group of police began to sweep through the square, shouting for the crowd to disperse. Someone in the crowd threw a homemade bomb at the police. The bomb exploded immediately, killing police officer Matthias Deegan and fatally wounding six others. The police and crowd then began to exchange gunfire. Within minutes, the square was empty with seven officers and four protesters killed and dozens wounded. Extremists were immediately blamed for the violence, and it resulted in a wave of discrimination against any foreign born workers, and many were arrested without any cause. In Chicago, eight men were arrested and accused of being anarchists and being part of the bombing conspiracy. In a very controversial trial, they were all convicted on very little evidence, and four were put to death in 1887 for the bombing. The event further widened the divide between those fighting for workers' rights and anti-labor groups. The tensions between workers and employers continued, but the eight-hour workday would not become law in the United States until 1916. So with that, hopefully you learned something, and thanks for watching.
7: Okay, well that's what I would call a centrist view. First of all, he got the whole idea of anarchy wrong. Anarchy does not mean doing away with government. Anarchy means that government is not abstract. Like these structures, for example, like a corporation. Corporation is put together to do one thing, maybe build a bridge, or. But then when it's not. The corporation's not happening, the job is done, the corporation is dissolved. In the same way, government, government is based on committees of people, of workers, who control, you know, the work of the committee and the work of the government, a direct relationship between the population at large and the government. At any rate, um, my friend Fred Glass has just made a new documentary about the history of May Day, which we will play. I, I was looking forward to play it today, instead of this guy. This guy is trying to be so very balanced; he doesn't choose sides. So again, with Lawrence Reese, you know, which side are you on, right? Which side are you on? This man is on neither side. Or maybe he just doesn't want to tell us. All right, so International Workers' Day. Often referred to as May Day. All around the world it's celebrated on May 1st exactly because of the Haymarket Square affair. Some people call it a riot. Some people call it a massacre. Um, The International Working Man's Association in 1889 had a resolution that may they be celebrated as part of working class demands for an eight-hour day. General strike beginning on May 1st, 1886 and the Haymarket Affair. First of May is a national public holiday in many countries around the world and in most cases known as International Workers' Day. Wait a minute. Why don't we celebrate May Day like the people all around the world? Well, The reason is that Labor Day was giving state recognition in 1887, but it was switched to September, the first Monday of each September. Although in 2006, on May 1st, mostly a Latino immigrant groups in the United States, chose the day of the Great American Boycott, a general strike of undocumented immigrant workers and supporters to protest immigration reform legislation that they felt was draconian. So let's see. United States... May Day, um, Labor Day, putting aside one day for workers was a result of a lot of labor unrest, um, huge strikes like the Great Upheaval where all over the country rail workers went on strike or more or less spontaneously. Also, the, the Decade 1894, the great strike at the Pullman Corporation. So Democratic uh, president, Rover Cleveland, and uh, the Congress decided that they had to give workers a holiday <laughs> in response to all this unrest, so they made it. Let's see, America's. United States. May 1st was dedicate, dedicated as Law Day, which is something quite different. Okay. Here's Ry Cooter. Thinking about the do-re-mi, workers on the move, looking for a place to live.
18: Depression days. was uh, a story about these the people, they call them Okies, Arkies and stuff, you know. They came from Oklahoma and, and Arkansas and, and Texas and places. And dust storm came and, and ruined their farms and... In their houses and everything, they had to get out. Figured they couldn't do worse. So long, it's been good to know you. Moving west. Got out there, they found all these uh, border police at the California border telling them to go back. We can't go back. Man, you can't stay here. This little song tells about... uh, what happened to him? Doray me. Here we go.
7: I Cooter with Flaco Jimenez. was rye cooter with uh Ry cooter and flaco jimenez ain't got that do re mi how about one for mother's day great nina simone singing the
0: blues. stream 80
3: Heard you wasn't feeling good They're spreading dirty rumors All around the neighborhood They say you're meaning evil And don't know what to do And that's the reason that he's gone You gonna do. No, no, no. They say he's left you all alone to weather this old storm, and he's got another. fuss and fight And bring a man down And don't know how to treat him When he takes you on the town ah, They see you ain't behind him And just don't understand And think that you're a woman But you're acting like a man Together, baby, and set the record straight. Let the whole round world know it wasn't you and cause this bit of fate. All these years you lived in, and you knows it's true. It's what you want for your baby, it's what he's wanting too.
7: Simone there. Hey, mama, what you gonna do? Okay, recently the labor movement has scored some big victories. A lot of apparent victories, but a lot of victories that are gonna take some time to work out. But one of those was not a Staten Island 8,000 worker Amazon. Facility. The union leader. One of the union leaders was a man named Chris Smalls, and uh, what a beautiful thing to see Chris Smalls. Someone like Chris Smalls, uh, a young man, a young man who looks like a working person, a dress and look on the street with his hip-hop gear and his baseball hat, testifying before Congress. Let's see what we got. First, we gotta have a commercial, huh? Remember, all this stuff is paid for by commercials.
11: Um when you worked at the Staten Island warehouse, what did you see that made you and others realize that this was needed and a worthy objective?
19: Yeah, well, my journey started 2 years ago when um I let a walk out over COVID-19 after um Amazon failed to protect us. It, you know, we had no PPE, no facial masks, uh no cleaning supplies, no real guidance, uh no social distancing. And I tried to go through the proper channels, but the company uh, neglected to uh you know, hear us out and ultimately they just wanted to uh stop me from organizing by quarantine team, uh just me. And nobody else. So, I let that walk out, which terminated me two hours later. And um, from that moment, you know, I traveled the country, advocated for workers' rights. You know, I didn't give up, especially after uh, Jeff Bezos himself signed up on a a campaign calling me not smart or articulate to make me the face of the unionizing efforts.
11: Yeah, and for our audience that may not know, uh, you were described in a leaked memo, as you mentioned, as not smart or articulated. You were fired from Amazon. You were arrested once. How did that all play into sort of this growing momentum for the unionization drive? And were you guys surprised winning this vote, especially since in Alabama at another warehouse last year, that vote went overwhelmingly in Amazon's favor?
19: Yeah, I mean, we, you know, for me, um, everybody know I always have this calm, cool, uh, collective type of attitude. So for me, I wasn't surprised because I know we'll be uh, sacrificed. I know we'll be dedicated to this campaign. I know what I sacrifice personally. Um, I know the work that we put in, and you know, we know our coworkers. You know, we organize our coworkers. Uh, this is the reason why we decide to have this independent worker-led union because we know the ins and outs of the company, uh, even better than the company knows, them, their own workers. So, um, I, I just felt the whole entire time, no doubt in my mind, that we were going to be victorious. Um, and we proved that on April 1st. Uh,
14: Chris, uh, first of all, welcome once again. Um, th- this started as a highly contentious relationship between you and Amazon to to no small degree because people there belittled you, alienated you, thought they could win by making you the face of the union push, but you've won uh, this round. uh, So my question is on your strategy from here. Amazon's got a new CEO, right, since you started this. You are now a national figure in this new labor uh, movement What's your approach from here? To what degree do you think you can cooperate more with Amazon leadership, or to what degree do you think that's wise?
19: Well, they don't have no choice. You know, the revolution is here. That's what we just witnessed on Friday. Um, we, we're going to organize uh, buildings all across the nation. You know, we, in the last 72 hours, uh, we've been contacted from workers all over the world. Um, so. They want to unionize. We're going to absolutely help them. We're going to get it done here in New York first. We have another election coming up in three weeks, so we're right back at the campaign, um, on the campaign trail. And once we're finished here in New York, we're going to spread, just like the Starbucks movement is spreading across the nation.
17: Hey, Chris, you clearly
8: uh, understand a a big part of the Amazon uh, workforce. But for those who voted uh, against unionization, what were their reasons, do you think, and what do you have to say to change their minds?
19: Well, you know, I don't think we have to say anything too much. You know, they were misinformed. Amazon spent millions of dollars putting them into captive audiences for the last few months, every 20 minutes, every single day. Um, So imagine being put into a classroom, being drilled uh, anti-union propaganda for months. Of course, course some people are going to fall victim to that. And I think that's that's what we saw. You know, a lot of people just really didn't know. They were uh, undecided. Um, the company is telling you to vote no. This is their main source of income. So, of course, they uh, they went with that. But mm-hmm. I think if we show them better, then we talk about it. We deliver a contract. We improve the quality of life. Um, I think they'll all come around and be on board.
7: So, that was Chris Smalls. Um... This is Chris Smalls. Testifying before the Senate on C-SPAN.
20: Thank you for having me. Um, well, first of all, I want to address Mr. Graham. Um, first off, you know, you're. It sound like you was talking about more of the companies and the businesses in your speech, but you forgot that the people are the ones who make this, these companies operate. And that we're not protected, and if the process for when we hold these companies accountable is not working for us. And that's not what, that's the reason why we're here today. That's the reason why I'm here, to represent the workers Make these companies go. And I think that it's in your best interest to realize that it's not a a left or right thing. It's not a Democrat or Republican thing. It's a workers' thing. It's a workers' issue. And we're the ones that are suffering in the corporations that you're talking about, in the businesses that you're talking about, in the warehouses that you're talking about. So that's the reason why I think I was invited today to speak on that behalf. And you should listen. Because we do represent your constituents as well, um, so just take that into consideration that the people are the ones that make these corporations go. It's not the, it's not the other way around. So, um, as the current interim president of the Amazon Labor Union, who represent 8,300 workers in Staten Island, an independent worker-led union that won their election on April 1st, um, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, we organized for over a year, and throughout the course of that year, Amazon spent millions of dollars, as you mentioned, Senator the standards. Um, myself, including a few other organizers, was arrested outside for organizing. Arrested for delivering food to their coworkers. I um, wanted to reiterate that as well. You know, the type of things that Amazon do, um, breaking the law, intimidation. These are real things that traumatize workers in this country. You know, thousands of workers across this country who are in the process of organizing, who have the desire to organize in the United States. Um, We want to feel that we have protections. We want to feel that the government is allowing us to use our constitutional rights to organize. Um, the notion that people in the United United in this democracy will outmatch outmatch tyranny is the oldest American ideal. There's clearly the legal process to do this and workers like us have the rights protected by the First Amendment and the National Labor Relations Act. However, Despite all of this, our victory in Staten Island was lauded as newsworthy and inspirational for the thousands of workers across the country, hundreds of thousands of workers. And even though we may have won, we did everything right, pressuring Amazon to recognize our victory and comply with our legal obligation to meet us at the bargaining table. But Amazon is refusing to do so. As you mentioned, they're going to stall. Um, they they filed in 25 objections, and they got the NLRB to move the hearing to a whole nother location. To me, it just sounds like the corporations have the control, and they control whatever they want. They break the law to get away with it. They know that already. That breaking the law during these election campaigns won't be resolved during the election campaigns. So they purposely continue to break the law. For example, we filed over 40 ULPs in 11 months. Most of them are, quite a few of them got married for for further action. Uh, Some of them even got injunctions. For example, Gerald Bryson was fired two years ago. Finally, two years later, over two years later, there's a 10-J in motion for his reinstatement. Another prime example, Daquan Smith was fired by the company for organizing. He's still out of a job. He's living in a shelter right now. Uh, We raised money through GoFundMe. These are just a few examples, including myself, who's been out of a job for the last two years. Um, I want to just end off by saying this, we need to pass the pro act so that workers are protected and workers are encouraged to organize. Uh, and if that don't work, you know, I'm gonna let you know right now that on behalf of the Amazon labor union and the hundreds of thousands of workers across this country that we will continue to organize. And once again, I want to remind you that this is not a left or right thing. This is the working class issue. And the workers at the bottom are the ones who make these corporations go. Thank you. Smalls, thank you very much.
7: So that was Chris Smalls testifying uh, before the Senate referring to Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham was upset before this statement about how people just can't make money anymore. People are getting in trouble for making money. And Mr. Smalls delivered the answer the answer is the company is the workers the workers are the ones who make the money who make the wealth um and i've got a i've got to say see, to see this guy chris malls african american man in his 20s his hip hop gear and his Yankee hat, which he didn't take off, testifying before the US Senate and nailing it. This is what the labor movement needs more Chris Smalls. Men and women who are contemporary, who don't sit around and wear ties and talk about the old days and sing labor songs. Mr. Smalls and his people, people who support him, are taking on these big corporations where the rubber meets the road, where the labor meets the road. Not some idea, you know, that comes out of a book. Not some idea that is trapped up in the university in the ivory tower. This is about day-to-day existential living. These people don't go out on strike or vote for unions because that's a cool thing to do. They're doing it because this is what they've got. This is their lives. And they want some measure of control over that. They want some measure of the wealth they produce above and beyond very low wages and uh, bad treatment that amazon dishes out so here's for chris smalls and more chris smalls like it just as a a footnote the next election that mr smalls was talking about was defeated union organizers in new york pledged to keep fighting to organize amazon workers on monday despite a setback when workers at a staten island warehouse rejected joining the union 618 to 380 I'm a fighter and I know that I'm not going anywhere. My team are fighters. They're not going anywhere. We're going to hold our heads up high and continue to push. This was about uh, 1,000 workers as compared to the 8,000 workers who voted, uh, a place that voted to accept and have a union. They bred a fear of Hate and climate, said Julian Mitchell Israel, a worker at the warehouse, an organizer, who's intimidating for a lot of workers, the incredible amount of misinformation. Amazon Spoken Kelly tell. said that the company looks forward to continuing to work directly together. Now, directly together is a code word. What they mean is They don't want to have a union. They want you coming in there one by one with your hat in your hand. You against the company. Working directly. We're glad that our team at LDJ5 had their voices heard. Says the union person, says the company person. Labor organizers and experts say they expect the momentum to organize at Amazon's more than 1,000 warehouses across the country to continue despite their loss. John Logan, chair of the Labor and Employment Studies Department at San Francisco State, commented, in many ways the election was even more important to Amazon and it was to ALU, another defeat would have proved fatal to the company's efforts to stop the organizing from spreading like wildfire, just like it's done at Starbucks. So ask yourself now, why are these big companies willing to spend millions of dollars to hire union-busting, union-resisting legal companies, lawyers, to keep the union out. What is it? They've got the money to pay better wages. There are companies that pay living wages. Why can't they do it? But one, of course, is greed. One reason. Mr. Bezos wants to make all the money in the world. There's no limit We have a minimum wage, but we don't have a maximum wage. Minimum wealth, not maximum wealth. There's no limit on how much money you can make if you're lucky enough to be in the right place in the right time and come up with good ideas and effective organizations. Why are they willing to do that? It's about ownership. From the time you get to your job, they want to own you. They want to tell you what you can and cannot do. And so what we're left with is two-thirds of uh, democracy. It's a quote-unquote democracy, they say it is, 16 hours out of your day. The other eight, you don't have democracy. You don't have the same rights as you do outside. Um, Last year, an Amazon warehouse in Alabama was the first in several years to hold a vote on unionizing. Amazon... Vote failed, but regulators labor called for a repeat after finding that Amazon had improperly interfered with the process. A second vote remains too close to call. Okay. We're gonna talk about Cinco de Mayo, and of course we'll give it we'll give that a better treatment next week. Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day. It's not a day that celebrates uh, beer and partying. And <laughs> It's about the defeat of a French army that was coming to Mexico, that had invaded Mexico and come to take over. As always, today's Labor and Love Radio is dedicated to the 350 or so American workers who died today, who will die today because of work-related causes. They look around the world, that number is grows to 6,000. 6,000 workers dying every day. Here's the low tide drifters. We just come to work here. We don't come to die.
5: You poor workers, good news to you, I'll tell How the good old union has come in here to dwell Which side are you on? Which side are you on? We're starting our good battle, we know we're sure to win Because we've got the gun thugs looking very thin which side are you on? Which side are you on? If you go to Harlan County, there is no neutral there. You'll either be a union man or a thug for J.H. Blair. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? They say they have to guard us to educate their child. Their children live in luxury, our children almost wild. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? Gentlemen, can you stand it? or tell me how you can. Will you be a gun thug or will you be a man? Which side are you on? Which side are you on? My daddy was a miner, he's down in the air and sun. He'll be with you fellow workers till every battle's won. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? Now all of you know which side you're on, and they'll never keep us down.
7: So And that was uh Lawrence Reese I play uh, one by Tom Morello too Union Town <laughs>
16: Out forever, set the dog on the two stone. If you're living underneath the bridge, man, all roads lead to home. I got a hidden flask, I'm paid in cash, got a cross above my bed. You know, I hitchhiked from Chicago, and a man walked up and said, This is a
20: union town, a union town, all down the
16: line. This is a union town, a union town, all down the line, and if our rights away. We'll give you hell every time. This This is a union town, a union town, all down the line. Today the policeman's a union man for the firefighters, my friend. And the kids locked in the Capitol are fighting till the end and we're not gonna break tonight and we're not gonna bend some say the union's down but i asked around and everybody said this is a union town a union town all down the line this is a union town a union town all down the line and if they come to strip our rights away we'll give them hell every time this is a union town a union town all down Friend, the blood tastes good every time I'm here. I got a will to win and a Cheshire grin. Yeah, the night watchman is near, and you can't get it where you're at, but you can sure get it here. So come rain or sleet or dark and night, come wind or frigid snow, there's a hundred thousand in the streets, and that number's gonna grow. And when we put the governor on trial, I'll be in the front row. Take a look around, we're a union town. One, two, three, four, let's go. This is a union town, a union town, all down the line. This is a union town, a union town, all down the line. And if they come to strip our rights away, we'll give them hell every time. This is a union town, a union town, all down the line.
8: believed it at first, but now everyone wants one.
0: And under-
21: I dreamed I saw Joe here last night, alive as you and me. Says I, but Joe, he's ten years dead. I never died, says he. I never died, says. in salt lake city joe says i am standing by my bed they framed you on a murder charge says joe but i says killed you joe they shot you joe says i takes more than guns to kill a man says joe i didn't die says joe standing there as big as life, and smiling with his eyes, says, Joe, what they can never kill, went on to organize, went on to organize. From San Diego up to Maine, in every mine and mill, where workers strike and organize it's there you'll find Joe Hill it's there you'll find Joe Hill I dreamed I saw Joe Hill last night alive as you and me as I but Joe you're ten years dead, I never died, says he.
7: Great Paul Robeson singing the classic labor song about union troubadour Joe Hill, author of many uh, union songs, man who worked, born in Sweden, worked all around the country, logging, farm work, you name it. And wherever working people organize, it's there you'll find Joe Hill. Out in the fields.
22: los campos en la primavera
7: Everywhere you go, people work. This has been Labor and Love, your International Workers' Day edition. And uh, let's see if we can go out with Internacional. Had it here. Here it is. No, not this one. one person gets a dollar they didn't work for someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get this is labor and love signing off wishing you a good week and good work hang in there for at black plastic mr scott walker coming right up
0: scenario seems to be a reality, a shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for the-
1: Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship. As we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat.
0: (laughs) International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government. And it's personal, as the Enigma Brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon.
1: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm
7: funny, Daryl.
1: Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead passers?
2: Thing called...
1: It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius.
23: Yahoo! <laughs>
8: I, I. I was, well, was really just cool, leaving the theater. A
0: Cadillac a convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior oh,
10: oh. and I drove up here. And I started to
0: do some thinking. On the freeway and I'm having a really, really good
6: time.
10: Black, black, black. Looking big, splissed,
23: and cruising. Saturday, 92.
6: I, I am a total fan of it. Lori Right.
22: <laughs> I am
11: Teddy <laughs> and adolescent. And I will cut the colour.
21: Henry, yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your um, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I-, I find pretty hard to believe.
2: Uh the dude minds, man. Has
0: John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon.
19: Hey, you near Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, ten to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station, and it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we gotta serve somebody.
12: You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom street fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality Find leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes Maybe you love that jacket. Put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com. At 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com.